I'm Aaron Hinkin. This is the Maryland Curiosity Bureau. Hey everyone, it's Friday the 25th of February as I hit publish on this episode, which is not going to sound quite like other episodes of the Maryland Curiosity Bureau because, you know, this week has not been a normal week in world affairs. We can call this a bonus episode or a special report if you like. Coincidentally, a listener asked me a few weeks ago to look into Baltimore's sister city program. We have eight sister cities, by the way, and I'm going to be getting that episode out in the next few weeks. But it turns out one of those sister cities is Odessa, Ukraine. Considering the tumultuous situation in Ukraine right now as it suffers an invasion by Russia on multiple fronts, I want to share this conversation with you straight away. I spoke today with the woman who heads up Baltimore's sister city relationship with Odessa. Her name is Karina Mandel. She's Ukrainian by birth, and she was in Odessa just a few months ago with that city's mayor to make plans that are now, of course, very much up in the air. Karina has spent the past two days watching events unfold on the news and scrambling to connect with family and friends in her home country. I was born in Ukraine, and I was born in 1989, right at the fall of the Soviet Union. And my biological parents came to the United States, and then I was sent for shortly after that. I've been a Ukrainian-American and lived in Baltimore County and Baltimore City most of my life. Through some family challenges, I ended up being adopted by a U.S. family, as a matter of fact, uh, who have been so loving and supportive and have encouraged me to connect with my uh, Ukrainian biological side and keep that connection alive. Tell me, help me understand specifically uh, your relationship to Odessa. Is that your hometown or is it just coincidence that you've ended up as the representative ambassador between these two cities? Sure. So I'm not born in Odessa, but I was born in Ukraine. My small town that I'm from is called Dnipro. And then my cousin and his fiance live in Kiev. So as we speak, Karina, Ukraine is suffering a large-scale Russian invasion on multiple fronts around the country. I'm looking at a New York Times map. I see that Russian troops landed in the port city of Odessa, Baltimore's sister city. Are you in contact with family and friends around the country? What are you hearing from them about life on the ground right now? Absolutely. So I have not been able to reach directly with my aunt and my grandmother, but I've heard word from my cousin that they're doing okay, but they're very worried. Similarly, uh, you know, the city is on lockdown. It's under martial law and uh, men from age 18 to 60 are not able to leave. So that would include my cousin and everybody's just um, grounded to a halt waiting hour by hour as these things happen. I've heard friends tell me that the efforts are to try to surround Kiev and to force it to surrender, even as far as asking people in Ukraine to mutiny against their own government, uh, which, from my impression, is not at all what Ukrainians want to do. And they want to be independent and feel very much that they're they're in the middle uh, as innocent civilians on the ground of all of this, whether that's standing on long lines to get food, whether that's worried about worrying that a bomb can fall on them at any minute. Um, And specifically, uh, as well in Odessa, I'm in talks with uh, the city council members there and trying to desperately set up a call between 
the mayor of Odessa and uh, Baltimore mayors, Brandon Scott, and see if we can make that happen as soon as possible, uh, because they can hear uh, the troops advancing from just over the water, just down the street. It's, it's quite alarming, and they're, they're very worried for their lives. Uh, the New York Times that you mentioned also, they, they have confirmed that, that the American intelligence found a list of of individuals that would be top targets if Russia was to take over that would either be killed or detained. My greatest fear would be that our connection with Odessa and the mayor would be in danger and that his name would be on the list. Let me ask you, Karina, to try to put into words your own emotions right now. What's going through you as you watch this invasion unfold in your home country? Of course, (laughs) the emotions... uh, run wild. It's it, The best description is this: the six stages of grief. It was a shock yesterday. Uh, I barely ate in, in anything at all until the end of the day and was just glued to the TV and my laptop and making phone calls to anyone and everyone that I could, including the Ukrainian embassy in DC, of course, the, the Baltimore city mayor's office, my family and my contacts, and just the shock that, that this going to happen. Everyone that I talked to in Ukraine had hoped that diplomatic efforts and peace would would prevail and that this was perhaps, you know, Putin bluffing, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then today it's just clear that that it's this is no joke and uh, the the reality of it has hit. So everybody there when I see them uh, fighting or defending themselves, uh, I'm trying to do my part. So now what from now it's turned into action from my anxieties and fears while they are still there. But unlike yesterday, I'm trying to pivot to, to just do whatever I can to make some action and to support them. I've personally asked the Capitol in Annapolis, which uh, I've received word that tonight they will uh, fly the yellow and blue lights and the colors of the Ukrainian flag at the, at the state Capitol. And I've put in a request as well in Baltimore City Hall to be lit up in blue and yellow in support of the community, which, of course, is just right down the street with the Ukrainian church in Patterson Park. And there are many, so many, many people worried about their family members. You've got such a long and interesting and convoluted relationship with your home country. I mean, you spent the first eight years of your life there. I imagine you have some childhood memories of growing up there. Then you reconnected with the country in this official capacity as the ambassador to this sister city of Odessa. I'm guessing for a lot of Americans, we don't know much about Ukraine beyond the fact that it is a target of Russian aggression. Most of us, myself included, would be hard pressed to point out the city of Odessa on a map. What do you want people to know? about your country of Ukraine, about the city of Odessa, about its citizens. What is life like there in times of peace? What does it have to offer the world? In terms of the connection to Odessa or Ukraine, waves of immigrants came to Baltimore. So our collective memory might not be as refreshed because it was our grandparents or parents' generation during World War I, during World War II. Uh, the mass migrations during the Cold War, the Soviet Union, and Ukrainian immigrants were part of the lifeblood of the Baltimore economy. Many worked in the Baltimore steel and glass factories, uh, and of course landed in Highland Town and Fells Point in Patterson Park. And certainly, but when I went to Odessa, there they have the Russian Opera House, which is one of the premier like 
seven, I think it was named one of the top seven sites in the world that you should see and was built by Catherine the Great and uh, is similar to any city that you might visit during a vacation, uh, similar to Paris, and is right along the Black Sea, similar to when you go to Barcelona and, and might take a swim in the water. And many people vacation there, being be it U- Ukrainians or Russians. And so there's a rich heritage of music and food and culture. And of course, with the port, similarly, there's international trade and efforts to be as innovative as possible and support the technology industries that are in Ukraine becoming a force to be reckoned with. And, and there are many coders and entrepreneurs that are coming out of Ukraine, which connects us similarly to the Baltimore ecosystem and what we're trying to do here. Up until this past couple of weeks or this month, you've been busy building these bridges between Baltimore and Odessa as the committee chair of its sister city program. Mm-hmm. Talk to me more about those plans and projects that you had underway. You visited six months ago and met with the mayor. Absolutely. Uh, so there was request for the conductor of uh, Odessa Symphony to visit here, uh, working with the maritime relationships between the two ports and seeing if there could be further continuing education opportunities for students or for young professionals here in Baltimore as well as Odessa. Everything from cultural events and sharing uh, artscape and light city and all of the events that we have. Similarly, they have Odessa and amazing cultural festivals that, that just run through, throughout the year. And like us, they, they celebrate food and celebrate culture and wanted to see on which of those things we could collaborate. We had a list of 37 items <laughs> that I could forward to you uh, that, that was exhaustive. And, and it, the, the Keystone project that we were working on was having a statue sent here from Odessa as a gift to represent and to show our partnership. It's an anchor that's in the shape of a heart. And it was going to be placed at the edge of Fells Point, overlooking the water to connect our two cities across oceans. And really um, would have been such a symbolic moment and, and certainly is such a kind gesture on their part. And so for the last couple of months, we were looking uh, into where to, into approval of the sites, talking to Baltimore City, Reckon Parks, and to the mayor's office. And that um, and we were going to have a, a ribbon cutting and, and sharing this joyous joyous event. Um, and I just feel horrible that those plans of friendship and, and solidarity have completely <laughs> been, been awash and have now been uh, sidelined because of this war, because of Russia's invasion. So like you said, the friendships and partnerships that were, uh, that were going, to, going to happen have just been, uh, have just had to be pushed aside. Uh, because now the lives of people's lives are on the line and the priority is shelter and food and and safety and making sure that innocent people uh, don't die needlessly. As Odessa's sister city, is there anything Baltimore can do to show its solidarity and support right now? I mean, you mentioned trying to get a conversation uh, arranged between our mayor and the mayor of Odessa. I can't say for sure what, what their conversation will be. However, there is consideration that there would be an opportunity for our mayor to invite the mayor of Odessa to come here, which could qualify him for a visa. And that's given the case because the 
embassy uh, has stopped issuing visas. The country is shut down. Nobody can effectively really get in or out. And certainly, I wouldn't be surprised if the mayor of Odessa was concerned for his for his safety, given that there's a list of potential people that, that would either be killed or detained if Russia was to take over. Uh, so in terms of government uh, assistance and refugee status of what that might might look like, uh, that's between the two mayors. I can't say if that will happen for not for sure. And of course, when when these initial conversations were going to happen between the two mayors, they were going to be about collaborations, about all the ideas and projects that we had and not about the war. Um, so, of, of course, if, if things de-escalate, I'm sure that in the future they will talk about those things to re- reignite those positive conversations. Uh, at, at this moment, I think they're trying to get in contact with each other to figure out what kind of support we can give in, in within this crisis. Uh, that being said, in terms of the public, I think just growing awareness to to the situation and to the dire need of, of the public at large and, and the support, the international support more than anything in the court of public opinion is, I think the war is being waged on two fronts. There's the military operation, but then in the court of public opinion to know that modern day colonialism and an invasion of a sovereign independent country with its own president and its own constitution in 2022 is not okay. Is there anything else that uh, is on your mind that you want to add that I neglected to give you a chance to talk about? Um, I think that really my hope is that Baltimore City citizens know that there are neighbors among them who, even as assimilated as they might be, they might still have connection to Ukraine, to family members, to second or third cousins. And that those of us that are neighbors and friends and colleagues, uh, it, it touches someone that you know. And so to please check on them, ask how they're doing, ask how family and friends in Ukraine are doing. To show that solidarity means so much because as, as American as we all might be in celebrating our crab cakes in Baltimore, at the end of the day, we all come from somewhere and that heritage should be celebrated, especially today. That solidarity means so much. It's deeply needed. Karina Mandel, I want to thank you for talking with us and, and our thoughts are, are with your family and friends in Ukraine. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on and uh, giving me this platform to speak. Just means the world. Thank you so much. Karina Mandel is the chairwoman for the Baltimore Odessa Sister City Committee. You can stay tuned in the weeks ahead for a larger story about Baltimore's Sister City program. And I will be back again with you next week on our regular schedule with another episode of the Maryland Curiosity Bureau. In the meantime, be well and thanks for listening. The Maryland Curiosity Bureau is made possible with grant support from the Peel Center for Baltimore History and Architecture, online at thepeelcenter.org.